Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches. We're going hexing. Hello, hello, hello. That was really nice. That sounded like was that a commercial? Is that a commercial? Like have- it was either a commercial or like a really old television thing. Oh, hello, hello, hello. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What is up, witches? Happy witchy fucking Wednesday. Happy witchy Wednesday. What's going on? How's it hanging? What's the 411? What's the 411? What's the gossip? What is Every time we say that. I feel like Regina George's mom. <laughs> oh my God. I think of Kim Possible. Oh, I love Kim. I don't Possible. know why. Cause she says what the sitch, but like you're right. Like Amy Poehler does say what's the 411. What's the hot, what's, what's the, the 411 yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good movie. Such yes. a good movie. Sean, how witchy has your week been? It has been a long week and it's only Wednesday. Isn't that crazy? Um, we are moving in two weeks. Mm-hmm. As you know, by the time this episode airs, I think we will be moved. Oh, you so will. Yeah. Yep. The stress will be gone then. But sometimes, guys, you just have a stressful fucking week. Um, and <laughs> I'm not like, it's not like it's putting me in a bad mood or anything. It's just like a lot that's coming up. And a lot I'm thinking about. And I'm just like ready to be out, but I'm not ready. <laughs> To have to lug huge amounts of furniture and boxes out of my apartment. So, oh, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, okay, I did that. I did that during quarantine. You also did that during quarantine, like moving mm-hmm. and like moving in and out. And the fact that, like, my second, second move, third move, I don't even know what you would call that move. So now I'm only like 30, 35 minutes away from where I was versus like your two, two and a half hours that's a lot harder that's way harder so whole communities changing like we're leaving our friends down here we're leaving family members down here which like it's gonna be a great adventure we're changing our surroundings we are um kind of I feel like when you move to a new place even if it's like local you kind of redefine yourself and your space a little bit yeah we'll talk about that more oh but yeah, it's like it's kind of a break from a community here. So it's um, it's kind of like a lot of change, you know? So we're on the precipice of something this week. And that's like society right now. And it's so interesting you're saying that because of change. Like the world is opening up again. The world's opening up. It's scary, exciting. It's a lot of things. And like you are moving to a forest, basically. You're going to be like <laughs> where you've wanted to be like in the trees, literally in the trees and like peace and quiet. And like, that's what people want that or have been wanting and have been doing like during quarantine. And now things are opening up again. Let's go party. Let's go rage. Like it's fucking time. And like, as much as I like would love to do that, like I do miss, like, do I want to go dancing once in a while? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I would love to do that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I, can do, like when I think of going out, I think of like going to dinner, going to dinner, yeah. being there for a couple hours, like chilling, listening to music or like even like a little house party. Like that's fun versus like 
I don't know, just fucking being out, like out, out. I can't even think about that. So like, I'm Sean, I'm so excited for you because <laughs> you finally get to be out in like your environment that you want yeah. to be in. Yeah, Court, we are entering our 30s and like <sighs> best years, best years. Yep. I mean, I feel like we've both grown so much over this pandemic period. We have like touched the inner part of ourselves. That is like the hermit card. Mm. And it is just so strong. I feel like we've we've worked on ourselves and we've blossomed into these people that like we can find solace in quiet and peace and at the same time we can connect with others so I'm proud of us it's so crazy because also we're Leo's like Leo's are supposed to be fucking like extroverts like freaking right? like give me that give me those compliments like give I am the queen like I am the star of all that but also like it's okay to be a hermit it is it is okay so okay um, no um Zach told me the other day he was like I we're like debating on whether we wanted to go um, see a friend who was having like a small get together um, mm -hmm. for the um, Independence Day stuff. And uh, I didn't celebrate Independence Day because until everyone's free, none of us are free, but I was gonna go and support my friend. So um, I was like, I don't know, the Delta variant's out there. I don't know if I wanna connect with people, take the chance, whatever, I'm vaccinated, but we don't, I feel like we don't know enough. And Zach was like, you need to get out, Sean. You're becoming a bit of a shut-in. That, okay, yes. That, like, I may, it's so hard. Like, with this variant, like, you're vaccinated. Cool. You're with other vaccinated people. Cool. To each their own about getting the vaccine or not. But, like, also totally valid you feeling that way because, like, you, mm -hmm. we don't fucking know. Now, great. Like, we thought that we, this was done. And guess what? Nope. No. Not done. It's not fucking done. Yeah, but I think the what we were kind of discussing before, like the um, the personalities have changed, the desires have changed, the um, not sure about wanting to be in a room full of people have changed. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like society's perception of closeness now. And yeah. that's one of the main reasons that people, I think, don't want to connect with others in a, in a physical space, in a, in a, you know, a telecommunicative space, fine, Zoom, fine, FaceTime, whatever, call your friends. But do we all want to get together in the same room anymore? No. Questionable. <laughs> Questionable. So many times I was like, oh, I want to go see this, like, this, like, friend, this friend, this friend, and not, like, close friends, but just, like, people I like to be around. And now I'm like, eh. I have, like, my core set of five people that I love, and I really don't need to go outside of that. And if I do once in a while, cool. But at the same time, I'm like, meh. Eh, right. It's, okay. it's so it's crazy. Fine. Yeah. And I just, I love that society's pivoting. And Something I think that kind of ties in with our subject today is just the idea of making this sanctuary for yourself and for mm. the close people that you're with. You said you have your like your little group of five people and that's all you really need right now. And it's not that you don't want to see your other friends, but you just don't you're not sure if you want to like be around a whole bunch of people right now. I feel the exactly. same. Exactly. Uh we're the same. We are We're the same. We're the same. I do want to say something super witchy that happened to me this week. Oh, um, yes. So last, uh, over the weekend, Marley and I, my friend Marley, we went to the beach and there was one, oh my God, beautiful day, sun, the, 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 the ocean. It was, it was beautiful. 
perfect ocean to pee in. Wasn't too cold. Like it was prime. <laughs> and there was this crystal shop that I've always wanted to go by in Point Doom, like on Point Doom. It's right like in Malibu. And I've seen it so many times. I was like, we should like do it. Marley's like, you want to go in? I'm like, yeah, let's go in. It's fucking unbelievable. Oh my God. You, I mean, one, these crystals are fucking huge. Like you see, oh my, I just, I was literally like, like what? Oh my God. And then the owner, or maybe it wasn't the owner, but somebody that works, was like, come on into the shop. Like, welcome. Like, please come in. And I was already feeling like good vibrations. Like, okay, cool. And as soon as you walk into the store, I, I told you this, Sean, I literally felt like I was high. The vibrations and the energy. I have never stepped into a crystal shop with that good of energy. I literally, my whole body was fucking vibrating. I like my hands like started to shake and Marley's like, you good? I'm like, dude, <laughs> if this is what heaven feels like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, It was so beautiful. And of course I got a necklace because I was like, well, I fucking have to. But like, I literally walked out of there with like happy tears because it just was Dang. so unbelievable. So everyone, yes rocks do have energy you don't think that they <laughs> fucking do well guess what because marley also agreed she's like that was like so much happiness i'm like yeah that's because the owner knows how to cleanse their crystals how to manifest with them like it was uh, and i can't wait to take you there because you're gonna yes. fucking die you're gonna mm, and we love a good vibration especially from a crystal shop you know because some of them just are they 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 do energetically taste danky don't they uh, yeah they do especially when like they don't know what they're doing like i just <sighs> i know there were a few crystal shops we would go to in new york that like really good vibes and then some of them were just like cram packed with Taurus, like just yeah. not good energy. And you know what? It's funny because every one of those places that we went to that didn't have good energy, you ended up breaking like every single one of those crystals. So yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. I didn't mean to, but that just shows it like it just happened. It just happens. But anyway, back to the topic that we will be talking about today. Sean, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Hearthcraft. Yes. I didn't know that that was the name of it until you said it. I was like, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure there's like a ton of different names for it, but Hearthcraft is essentially like house witchery. It's like making the home a magical space. And I think that's so important right now because you and I, you're just starting out making a new home mm -hmm. and I'm looking for a new home. You know, mm -hmm. it's so relevant to not only our lives right now, but just like everybody's looking for a home right now. You know? A home, a home, a freaking home, oh. a home. And I will never forget when you um, cleansed my last apartment. We'll never forget you fucking like wet. I mean, you literally was throwing shit on the walls. <laughs> literally. I literally smacked like wet herbs on your wall. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And you were just like, whatever. <laughs> she's gonna kill me no I think Zach was there too we were just staring we're like you wanna I, I get looked ready at for Zach dinner? and I looked at you and I was like <gasps> and you were like whatever let's eat yeah. <laughs> but that's that's when you know that's when you know that's how and uh, that apartment oh my god 
that was that was good okay. fucking vibes. That was good fucking vibes. It was good but vibes. It was. It was. And uh, Sean, you did this Google Doc. It's absolutely beautiful. It's not that long, yeah. everyone. Just letting you know. Yes, it's it's a good size. It's a good size. That's yes. what she said. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So what are our resources today, Court? Well, what is our resource? We only used one. So the resource that we are using today is the book, The House Witch by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. Let's just get, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So cool. first topic, hearthcraft and home-based spirituality. Hearthcraft is a spiritual path rooted in the belief that the home is a place of beauty, power, and protection a place where people are nurtured and nourished on a spiritual basis, as well as a physical and emotional basis. Hearthcraft describes the home-based portion of the spirituality associated with the path of the house witch. It argues that spirituality, like many other things, begins at home. It is not enough to attend an out-of-home spiritual gathering. The home itself is an essential element within the nourishing, vibrant, and ongoing spiritual presence. Honoring the hearth means honoring your origins, where you come from each day and where you return to each night, which is like, it's so true because if there's no good, not the good energy in your house and like you're waking up, you're going home to it, you're going to bring it with you everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, it's something that we like, just don't think about. I feel Mm -hmm. like I, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really think about it before I kind of looked into this subject and our home is our spiritual basis. It's where our like, if you think about it, a lot of people refer to our bodies as our spiritual home, where our spiritual spirit resides. It's like our covering, it's our protection. And in the actual understanding of a house and a home with the, the floorboards and the walls and the roof, like that is what is protecting us. It's mm-hmm. shelter, you mm-hmm. know? The word hearth is of old English origin, referring to the floor around a fireplace or the lower part of the furnace where molten metal is collected during the smelting process. Throughout the ages, the hearth has come to symbolize domestic comfort in the entire home, perceived as the heart in the center of the living space. So someone who practices hearthcraft is someone whose spiritual practices revolve around the hearth and home, as symbolized by the fireplace and the fire that burns within it. Hearthcraft is about keeping things simple and focusing on the actual work you are doing in the home as magic or ritual. Spirituality is how you define it. And what makes the home so mystical is that the home and how we decorate it and define it is also completely up to us. It's like our whole seasoning. It's our flavoring. Yeah. And it's so crazy, like, to think about, we already do this. We already do this and we didn't even know it. At least I didn't know it. I didn't realize it. Yeah, I am the kind of person that I cannot live in a temporal space. I cannot, Mm. nothing is temporary for me when I'm in a living space. I have to make it my own. And I mean, you know, like in the temporary space that I'm going to be living until I find a home, you bet your ass it's going to be witchy and my deities are going to have a place to live and my plants are going to have a place to live, you know? I mean- nothing in the in the the kind of stereotypical sense of like a bachelor pad that's just never never something I could have ever had no it's I don't know how people live like that I mean also like you literally have a whole fucking forest you literally (laughs) have a whole fucking forest for you and your deities and Vivi and like that that's a home and 
I, I mean, I can't wait for you to finally like come to my place and see mm-hmm. like, this is, this is a home. I, mm-hmm. I thought my place in New York was a home the way that I like did it, but like, this is, yeah this is yeah I'm so glad you connect with it and especially like I see the picture behind you too and I remember that picture being it was above your one of your dining room tables at some point I think it was piano piano okay yeah so close like I close close proximity (laughs) um I remember that picture specifically I mean I remember all of your pictures like Mm -hmm. I can walk around your apartment and be like this was here that was here that was Mm -hmm. here but like you know I just like that it's like your flavoring you know it's like it's Courtney-fied She's spicy. <laughs> she Italian spicy. She Italian spicy. Okay. Okay. The home as a spiritual headquarters. The hearth-based house which seeks to create and maintain the best possible atmosphere for family and friends to support, fuel, and nourish them on both a physical and spiritual level. The home is a sanctuary, a place of security. Literally what we said. It is defined by the people who live in it. It is created by them and is keyed by their energy. Energy defines the home in more than one way. It feeds and propels it spiritually and emotionally. Like, oh my God, if that's not Mm. fucking true, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. I don't know what is. Denise Lynn, author of Sacred Space, says... Homes are symbolic representations of ourselves. And in fact, in a deeper sense, are extensions of ourselves. She is absolutely fucking right. On an unconscious level, how you treat your living space can very often give insight into how you perceive yourself. On a more active level, by consciously controlling how you organize and decorate your living space, you can impact your sense of self as well as and influence how you feel. Environment affects your emotional, physical, and mental functioning. It makes sense that it affects your spiritual well-being too. That's like, maybe that's why we keep our place so fucking clean. Yeah. And you know what's killing me right now? The fact that it's not clean. Yep. Oh my God. We're using our <laughs> dining room table as like extra storage for stuff just because we're moving everything around mm-hmm. and it's killing me that yeah. I can't just like organize and arrange it the way I normally would and I just when you were reading that I was like oh my god environment like environment Mm -hmm. affects everything and if you're feeling dank you know before you even cleanse clean Mm -hmm. because that is cleansing cleaning is cleansing absolutely yeah and I guess it kind of like thinking back to that that's kind of maybe how like feng shui came about yeah, I can, you know? I can get down with that. Yeah, definitely. Right? Rearranging is just like kind of a way to refocus, refocus the energies in the space, refocus the energies in your own body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll you got it, you got it. Mm. All right. So the practice of hearthcraft presupposes someone to care for, even if it is only yourself and your pets. And this is, I think, where kind of we come in. We're like, I feel like personally that we're nurturers. We like Mm -hmm. to nurture. We like to take care of people. Even when people like come into our space, we're just like, all right, let me get you this. Can I get you this? Do you need Mm -hmm. any more of this? Let Mm -hmm. me set up your like sleeping space. You know, it's. Let me tuck you in at night. (laughs) Like you in. (laughs) Family is one of the cornerstones of Hearthcraft. Members of our family and or the residents of the home. And I also want to say not just blood family, chosen family. Sup are active participants in shaping and affecting the energy of the home. Yep. 
They maintain and continually nourish the spiritual element of the home by being active, communicative, loving, and physically present. And this is why, like, it's just so important for the spiritual well-being to not have a toxic living environment. And so many people are living in, you know, abusive and toxic living environments. And it's just absolutely abhorrent, you know? Mm -hmm. So... They provide energy for the house witch to maintain, which is one of the reasons for the practice. The living energy is important to the path. Without it, the home becomes more of a house. We mm-hmm. discussed this. Mm-hmm. And I, that also like gives me like, I know I always like I'm making tarot references, but Empress vibes. Oh, fuck that is yeah. Very Empress vibes. And, and there's a huge difference between a house and a home when you realize oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like a home. That is a place where spirituality is just warm. It's like a, it's a warm hug, you know? Mm, it's like a bubble bath. <laughs> it's like a bubble bath. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most hearth-based house witches gravitate to the path because they feel the need to care for and nurture those who are close to them. A kitchen and a home are places where living people operate and interact. These people are literally the soul of the home much as the hearth and fireplace are that heart of the house. As a result, the hearth-based house witch and their work can have a significant impact on their family and extended community as they interact within the witch's sphere. Caring for others to foster an environment that supports healthy growth and development at all levels is one of the things a house witch does. Hearthcraft seeks to nourish and nurture on a spiritual level as well as a physical level. So I just wanna make one note it is in no way anyone's responsibility to make excuses for or take care of a toxic family member or a toxic mm. living roommate, housemate, what what have you, you know. Although we're saying here that like the energy in the home is something that the hearth witch it really fuels the hearth witch. It it, it allows for the hearth witch to um, funnel power and pull from and mm-hmm. make use of in ritualistic practice. However, it is no one's responsibility to become a parent for someone else that is toxic or abusive. I just want to say that because I've been there and we are not, we are not responsible for cleaning up other people's messes. Oh, you fucking say it. <laughs> oh I think we've both God. been there. I think a lot of people have been there. I, I feel like everyone has been there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Next part of the Google Doc, your spiritual hearth. The hearth symbolizes sacred space wherein you can be yourself, where you're secure and where you can be open. The hearth is a well spring, a place where people can recharge, where they can go for comfort on a basic level. It is a place where you can access energy, wisdom, and power more easily than anywhere else within your home and outside of it. That's kind of how I feel like this apartment is for me. I feel like everybody that comes into it, they feel this like just good. They feel a lot of this like good energy that and maybe because like I have done a lot to make it as good as possible but I do I do like definitely feel a difference when people walk out do you mean Uh, like um you feel their energy mingling with the energy in the space or that you know they walk out better I feel like they uh, they walk out better that's nice honestly I don't know maybe it's just me I haven't had like many people like in my apartment but 
I definitely do feel a difference. That's great. I love that. The hearth is a place where you can explore your thoughts and feelings, a place of communion with family and the divine, a place where you can stand to direct that energy, wisdom, and power to a greater good, whether for family, community, or yourself. The hearth is a place of power and focus. Hearthcraft recognizes your home as a sacred place, a place that has the power to refresh you, relax you, and rejuvenate you. Fuck yeah. The spiritual hearth represents a refuge from the outside world, as well as a sacred place designed to maximize spiritual benefit. This is a space deliberately designed by you as a place of beauty, serenity, and calm. I can't high fucking love that. Fucking love the hot. That is like, and you don't don't have to have a fireplace or a like a cooking, like a major cooking area to have a hearth. You know, your hearth doesn't have to be your stove. It doesn't have to be a fireplace or a mantle. It could literally be anywhere you feel is a spiritually beautiful place in your home that you, maybe you have like a reading nook or something. I'll get into that in the next section, but I just wanted to note that in case it wasn't clear. Or it could be your couch. It could be your couch. You could be taking great fucking naps on it. And then there you go. That's your place. That's your hearth. Absolutely. Absolutely. The spiritual hearth is a symbolic heart of your home. That's the underline, highlight, bold. Although the kitchen seems to be the most logical modern parallel of the physical hearth, it doesn't have to be the spiritual hearth of your home. The hearth of your home can be any space that feels sacred or special, a dining room table, a mantle, or even a nook under the stairs, a reading spot, the couch, a window, whatever, whatever you Mm -hmm. want, it's your home. Once you have chosen the heart of your home, you can perform a purification and blessing of your choice. Whether you want to use incense, herbs, Florida water, bells, or related method of cleansing, Courtney likes to sing. Mm. Um, A physical cleanse with soap and water is always a good preface to that. Like we said, clean and then cleanse. Mm. So where do you think your hearth is in in the apartment? apartment? Yeah. I would say it's either the dining room table because I just like, there's just something about that space that when it's clean, it oh, yeah. feels better. Yeah. Um, or like the little sitting area, like our living room sitting area in front of the TV. That's kind of where people gather. It's where, you know, I'm going to like make sure that people are comfortable and make sure everyone's like hydrated and has snackies and, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a candle burning. Everything's like pristine, you know, might, might have a few dog hairs on it, but we're just going to have to incorporate to the spiritual hearth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it can be any place that you really just like go to recharge. I feel personally. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to put a little note here, little disclaimer. We're a little late on the disclaimer on this but episode. Here but she whatever. is. Here she is. So in this section I found in this book is a great example of why we should always be critical of our resources. Mm-hmm. So it's totally okay not to agree with everything a writer says in a book or a TikToker or an Instagrammer. And it may not always be for you. Or you, you, I mean, you may often disagree with us and that's totally fucking fine. Mm-hmm. You know? I did enjoy much of this book. I really did. But there is a section I found on smudging and quote, how to smudge and make a smudge stick yes. as if it were an open practice, which it is not. 
Um, let's remember when we are cleansing our spaces that there are certain practices and magic that people of different cultures have asked those outside of that culture not to use. In this instance, indigenous cultures have asked cultures of white origin not to smudge. It is a sacred indigenous practice. So smudging is one of the more well-known examples that I would kind of expect everybody at this point, if you've done your research, to really know what, what it is and who should and should not be um, involving themselves in that. Yeah. And you said this book was, um, it came out 2018? 2018. So it was fairly recent, but as we've kind of seen, um, there has been a lot of thought development and food for thought in the spirituality world over the past few years. And that is in no way an excuse. I mean, this information has been out there for a very long time. The writer should have been aware of that. But um, I think there are a lot of things that we're thinking about now that we weren't thinking about then, even Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah, yep. So moral of the story is here, always be critical of your resources and always cross-reference. Do your research. Do your research. If you're more interested in this this topic and uh, you've read through this book and you want more, There is actually another book I was looking at called Cottage Witchery by Ellen Dugan. I absolutely adore Ellen Dugan. Um, I haven't read through the book completely yet, so I can't speak to it if there's not mention of closed practices and things in that book. But I am interested in reading through that book. So book club with me, guys. Oh, my God. You should have a book club. Really should. Maybe maybe it'll be a a future um, exclusive thing. See more what more to come. There. Oh, get ready, you guys. Get fucking ready. <laughs> so, hopping back to open practices, employing a cauldron in your spiritual hearth is a great way to symbolize the sacred fire of the traditional hearth. It allows us to employ not only kitchen witchery, but also draws in cleansing water, or if you want to use it for dry ingredients, the cast iron cauldron can be used to burn dried herbs or incense. It is a multi-use vessel that helps us work with the energies of our space. I have two, actually I have three little mini cauldrons that I love to like, I have one actually on my dining room table. So maybe that is the spiritual hearth. Maybe. Yeah, I have one on my altar that I use to yep. when I'm working uh, with spirit. And I also have one in the woods um, where I practice outside. So I love a cauldron. And I think that's a great representation of a hearth. I think she's cute. I think she's she really cute. cute. She's really mm-hmm. cute. Next, hearth deities and spirits. So let's start with ancestors. Family can be one of our connections to life obviously. They can be a source of strength as well as something to protect and care for. Living or dead, they contribute to the energy of your home. Acknowledging the contribution of ancestors, be they biological or spiritual, is a way of honoring their contribution to the world in which you live and also of maintaining tradition. Expressing your gratitude and respect for them is one way to touch that sacred space symbolized by the hearth. I think that's why my grandma was always in my parents' house. Yeah, we, you and I have like really deep connections with our grandmothers. My grandmother is always here, always. Yeah, every, at my parents' house now, parents' house before, like she, I mean, that's probably why I always saw her. She hasn't been here yet. I hope she does. I'd be down if she came. She's with you. She's absolutely. For sure, for sure. But interesting. Maybe you should employ some 
some uh, offerings to her that's explained by this next part. Mm-hmm. Ancestors are guiding energies. Like the hearth itself, your ancestors are a source of inspiration, energy, and support. A place of safety and restoration for you and your current family. There are no hard and fast rules dictating how to incorporate ancestors into your spiritual practice, although specific cultures may do things specifically. Actively honoring them with words or actions further weaves their energies into the wellspring of energies that are maintained by your spiritual hearth. If you wish to honor them in a more structured fashion, try making an ancestor shrine. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as placing a photograph of a relative who meant a lot to you near the spiritual part of your home. Many practitioners also elect to dedicate a white candle to your ancestors as well as a glass of water. I did that. I did the glass of water back in my other place, um, my parents' place. And also I feel her when I'm singing. Mm, That's sweet. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm definitely going to make an ancestor altar um, specific section of like the altar room that I'm going to have in my next living space and the living spaces after that. So I, I I can hear them one in a space. I I hear them. I hear you. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, that that's a really cool way to honor your ancestors. Um, But other than ancestors, there are other spirits to honor that are associated with hearthcraft. So There are a multitude of deities and spirits associated with the hearth, demonstrating the spiritual importance of this area. Here are a few hearth and domestic deities from different cultures. Hestia, the Greek goddess of the hearth. Hestia is a deity to whom offerings are made before any other. One of the three original Greek goddesses of the first generation of Olympians, Hestia was considered a virginal goddess, not beholden or subservient to any other person or deity. She is associated with baking bread and the preparation of meals and is Mm. also identified with the sacred flame. Thereby, Hestia is connected with offerings and she received a portion of every offering made to the other gods. That's a damn good little Mm -hmm. little situation she's got for herself. Good for you, Hestia. Yeah, also bread. Also bread. I mean, fuck. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Another is Bridget. The much-loved Irish goddess of the home, Bridget has three aspects, a smith, a healer, and a poet. Mm. She is strongly associated with the element of fire and, to a lesser degree, the element of water. All three of her aspects have a bearing on the practice of hearthcraft. The smith works with the element of fire, which, like the cauldron, is an agent of transformation. The smith makes tools, many of them for home and homestead, like cauldrons, hooks, nails. Bridget's healing aspect focuses on restoring and maintaining health. The poet's inspiration is often symbolized by the flame. Mm, Love that. Frigga, one of the main female deities in Norse mythology. She is a domestic goddess and is considered the goddess of marriage and love, fertility, motherhood, and the household. Frigga is far from subservient. She is powerful and shares Odin's high throne that overlooks the world. She possesses the power of prophecy, although she keeps the knowledge of the future to herself. With this knowledge, she can best arrange and perform her tasks, maintaining an environment that is calm, well-managed, and supportive for those in her care. My gosh, she is freaking like, yeah. She's got a lot of responsibility. That woman is what keeps everything arranged. But also like being calm as fuck. 
Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That is like another another interesting aspect of the hearth is that calm and warm fire. It's not, you know, going crazy running around the house like a spinning spinning uh, top. Monkey. You know. Oh yes. Spinning monkey. That's that's a. Good I don't one. know why spinning I thought of monkey. spinning monkey. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this is just like a calm focused and organized energy and I feel like Friga is what I would definitely want to be in every aspect of my life Mm -hmm. I definitely hone her energy oh fuck yeah fuck yeah last is Bess the Egyptian god of protection Bess was often depicted on household items associating him with the general protection of the household he is defensive fighter god protecting the family both inside and outside the house. He also drives away ill fortune. Nice. I think we need some stuff with Bess on it. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So this is a no way an exhaustive list. Obviously, we just picked a couple. There are so many gods and goddesses of so many different cultures associated with the hearth. But, you know, we just picked a couple that are, I feel like, of the common tongue of, you know, pretty popular out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hone that shit, guys. Hone that shit. So our last section is on home spells. Mm. Tradition and folklore provide dozens of ways to clear bad luck, negative energy, bad feelings, and unwanted nasties from the room and other places. Common and popular purifications technique include, but are not limited to, burning candles, leaving a slice of onion or lemon on a saucer in the middle of a room to absorb negative energy. A bowl of water can also be used. Programming stones to absorb negativity. Asperging or sprinkling water with salt or herbal water. That's what you did. That's what I think that's that's what what you did. did. Except you were literally like flailing it. I was flailing it. Um, dispersing essential oils in the air via an aromatherapy jar or like a diffuser mm-hmm. hanging a string of garlic or onions in the kitchen to absorb negativity it's not just for vampires y'all mm-hmm. and burning herbs incense using florida water or sound cleansing can also be employed i a couple things i've heard on and this, these are not my ideas i've heard them on instagram tiktok what have you which talk um dedicating a white candle and maybe like dressing it with some kind of special protection oil Mm -hmm. or herbs or whatever, putting it by your front door when um, people are coming into your home, whether they be new people, recurrent Mm -hmm. people, negative people, maybe they're a little toxic and they're Mm -hmm. coming into your home for a certain reason, dedicating that candle to purifying that space when they walk through it. It's kind of like one of those things you walk through at the mall what that like tries to deter shoplifting yeah Yeah. that's smart yeah so there's that i've heard people cleaning their shoes with florida water as well as their Mm. floors with florida water obviously that's what it's most known for because we don't realize we walk into our space often with our shoes on that have been outside in communal spaces and other spaces maybe in negative spaces so cleansing spiritually cleansing your shoes and your floor is, is so smart crime yeah. you know yeah wow. i think taking care of our homes is just as important as taking care of our own spiritual and physical bodies you know it houses us it's our home base um the hearth is the fire that we want to constantly keep lit and keep 
providing warmth and comfort to our home. So hope that hope that helps y'all. That was great. That was like, oh my gosh, Sean, you fucking killed it on this Google Doc. Seriously. Thank you. You're welcome. But seriously, like exactly what it said. You gotta like protect your home because if you don't protect your home, you're not gonna protect you. Yeah. You know, right? Should that should that go should that go like on a shirt? Should that go on like a like a (laughs) add it to the list? (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god, and we could do like a little house, and then both of our heads popping out of it. Yeah. Oh my god, perfect. I know so many people that would want to wear that. Who wouldn't want to wear us on a shirt (laughs) with our honestly popping out of a little house? (laughs) Yeah. Like who wouldn't? Who fucking wouldn't want that? I know. Come on, y'all. I know I would. Come on, but that is it. That is the end of the Google Doc. That is the end of our lesson for today. And we hope you enjoyed it. Sean, I hope you enjoyed it. Got something out of it. Um, yeah. Can expand upon it too. Like I yeah. said, never take anything anybody else says at face value. Yeah, you take it, take it away. Take the, say the last um, things. Say the last things about liking and sharing. Do it. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, this is like big for me. Okay. This is, yeah. Take it. Fucking take it away. If you like this episode, like, share, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, a couple other ones that I can't remember, but it's all in our link tree. So go visit that. Check out the website. Leave a note. Leave it in the Spellbox mailbox. And look out for some fun things that are happening. We're going to be adding to our website. We're going to be adding new stuff soon. Ooh. Keep an eye out. Ooh, that was so good. A plus. That was oh fantastic. Witches. <laughs> Witches, we love you. We will see you fucking next week. See you next week. Drink your water.